Hey guys, it's Chris Kane here with, yes, absolutely, the Babe Podcast, Beauty and Brains Entertainment, ta- tackling the tough topics. And I just wanted to share just some of my thoughts today is Saturday. Yes, it's Saturday. We know the whole Groundhog Day feel when we can't even remember what the day is because we are not being our productive normal selves, but we are praying that soon things will be okay. It may take some time, but I do believe better days are ahead of us. So just wanted to share some of my thoughts, guys. Um, Listen, I listened to MSNBC. I told you I'm about to turn on Fox 2 and um, I listened to CNN, which was a great interview, by the way, with Chris Cuomo and um, Ice Cube. And it was great that, you know, um, a lot of people gave Ice Cube um, a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of negativity. And I always think that that's crazy that they are literally going to um, crucify him because it makes absolutely no sense. Why would you crucify Ice Cube? I mean, if he is coming out and see, this is why I said that there needs to be an emancipation with black um, Americans because there's something wrong. This man who has millions doesn't have to come out and help anyone. In fact, he already knows how split we are, Dems and Republicans. So he knows that if he comes out and says something that you guys may not find, um, or you may think he's being a sellout, that his music could very well be jeopardized, right? But he doesn't care because he's trying to help you. I find it so strange when people get mad, when you're bringing truth, you're bringing attention, and you're holding people accountable. Now, if there were no issues with blacks voting Democratic, then you wouldn't have needed to say, we'll throw our support behind you if you're going to put a black VP there. A black woman. And that's an issue because what you're saying is you've pimped us for far too long that we're going to put some stipulations in place and, and, and say, we'll give you the vote. We'll give you the support if you do this, which means it's a problem because the fact that you had to put that that clause in means there's already a breach in what you said you would do in regards to hashtag performance. So today I really wanted to discuss some things that I am absolutely tired of hearing. I'm tired of hearing about all these uh, um, strategists, um, analysts who all sit and they play a game of chess, not really knowing what the American people need, not even knowing what the American people deserve. And because African-Americans have a slave mindset, don't tell me they don't, because they would never have looked at Ice Cube as a sellout. What they would have said was, you know what? Well, somebody's speaking up and what he's saying actually makes sense. Because I hear a lot of athletes all day long say that they are experiencing racism in their safe $4.2 million home. And Ice Cube said, well, guess what? If you have money and you have more money, you have more respect. So he was saying, let's not look at it at a Dems and a slash versus a Republican. Let's look at it as we need some wealth because without wealth, you have no respect. And he's right. Because the same politicians are looking for people uh, that have been able to put money in their pockets. Donors who've literally, you know, put money in their pocket and say, these are causes that we want you to consider, you know, all these lobbyists. And that's what happens. I'm not telling you anything you don't know about politics, but that's what happens. And so I was, as usual, just like, are you kidding? You're going to give Ice Cube a hard time because he doesn't have to do it. He's set. That tells you somebody doesn't have to fight because they're already set and does. I don't know about anybody else, but I would have have thrown my support. Now, I heard people say, well, the timing is off. That's not correct. Because if we're concerned about a party taking office or are we concerned about the American people, we would say this simple thing. It's never too late to talk about saving our democracy unless we are operating just like Russia and trying to infiltrate 
and trying to dictate what the outcome would be. That's why I said we as Americans better be very careful when we talk about a democracy that we really do not want to protect. Because when we tell people that the timing is off, I actually heard people say um, on entertainment news that the timing was off. They would have loved to have seen it after the election. Are you freaking kidding me? If that doesn't sound like obstruction to democracy to me, I don't know what does. I think politicians have come to think that Americans are stupid, and that's the concern that I have. Do you really think that people are stupid, that you have to control what messages they receive. There has to be a slant. There has to be um, you narrating. I watched MSNBC with Joy and Rachel and um, uh, Nicole Wallace. And I watched that interview, um, actually where they were moderating. Um, I can't remember. I think it was the, um, hold on, let me turn this off. I'm being distracted. I think there was the, um, I can't remember, Trina, what do you call that word? <laughs> Where they had the, um, oh, the debate. They had the debate and every two seconds, they felt that they had to come back and intervene between Biden and Trump and, and give their, every you know, we're fact checking here. So we're gonna stop every time we hear that there was a false lie here, we're gonna fact check. And I never saw that, that much um, attention and time um, where they actually wanted to fact check everything but they allow some things to go forth that haven't been fact-checked and they know are obviously in lies. Now, I am more concerned about preserving a democracy than I am about preserving a party. Because if you're concerned about a party who's not protecting the American people, then you're not concerned about protecting the democracy. So what is this about? Is, is it about preserving a party or is it about preserving a democracy? Because truth be told, you have heard many athletes say the same thing. Oh, well, we're criticized or we're also attacked in their $4.2 million zip code address. Stop it. First of all, we know the expensive car you drive because the police already are aware that there's an African-American who happens to play on a certain team who lives in that home. So you're not going to have the same issues that the normal everyday person does who lives in um, urban cities across America. You're just not going to have those same situations. You will have them because systemic racism is real. Where you may never coach, you might play on a team, you may have all the experience in the world, but you may never actually be a coach. That's how you'll experience it. But most likely, you're not going to get shot. You're not going to get pulled over and wrestled. You're not going to get the knee in your neck. So Ice Cube came out and said that very thing. He said, listen, let's have the discussion about how you plan on building wealth, which brings me to my point today on this Saturday. I want people to understand that if you're really concerned about a democracy, you will have no issue ever coming to the to ever coming to the middle and having a conversation. And I want people to really think about this. So, and I'm not in defense of any because I have learned that I want to see democracy preserved more than I want to see a a, a party preserved. We all know what Republicans tend to stand for, and you can't speak collectively for all Republicans, but I want you to understand this. Republicans think like this. They have issues with. Um, you know, LGBTQ, uh, know, LGBT communities, okay? They do. They also know that they are pro-life, but you know what they stand for, you know what they don't stand for because it's very narrow, right? It's narrow. But then you have Democrats, it's so broad, they invite everybody in, even, and when I say aliens, I'm not talking aliens, I'm talking about even aliens out of space. Anybody could be a part of that party because it's so broad. But when you ask them what they stand for, you don't know. And I have a problem with that because I've been a, a proud supporter of, uh, as a Democrat for the longest time, but I don't know what they stand for because it's so broad, so wide. How do you ever come, let's just say there's this division. 
You say that we have to come to the middle to have discussions to see that gridlock isn't any longer an option so that we can actually get things done that benefits the American people. Well, if that were true, we know what the conservatives feel about certain issues. So we have an idea as to exactly how they feel. The problem is you don't ever know where the Democrats stand. So it's very hard to come to the table to negotiate where you don't know where the party stands. I want you to think about that. You know what you know what the conservative issues are, so at least you can have a plan in place to say, look, I'll negotiate on this and this. Let's come to the table and have that discussion. But when it's so broad, you have no idea where to begin. And then the part, this is the problem, when you don't want to address the issue. If you say that you're not willing to expand the Supreme Court, or you say you are, but you don't want to discuss it, you're ashamed of the very things you're standing for. You're ashamed of... Um, legislation that you might propose. Because if you weren't, you'd have no problem saying clearly, yes, I think the Supreme Court needs um, to have more judges on it that reflect a more balanced um, judicial system, uh, uh, Supreme um, Court. Simple. You would just say that because you believe that. You don't have to apologize for it. You don't have to agonize over it. You just say what it is because that's what you feel. You feel it's unbalanced and you want to just even things out. But if you're not ashamed of that or you feel you're not doing anything wrong, you can articulate that. So now that the Dems know where I mean, the Republicans know where you stand, you can come to the table and you can have discussions. The problem is, is when people lie, they don't want to address their issues. They want to say they want to help a certain community and they've never done it. And I'm talking both parties. So this is where we stand in America. And this is what I'm hoping for. Who is going to benefit us as a president right now? Well, clearly the obvious answer would be Joe Biden because it's so broad. That means more people would be included, right? There would be more of an inclusive um, body that would address the issues of just COVID. But this is what I want to challenge people to. The political games, the political football that is happening, I do believe that the Dems didn't want to pass money through, through Congress to give people the support that they needed because they knew that that would be reflected poorly with Donald Trump. I believe that 100%. It's political football. I believe Donald Trump didn't want to release the PPE money, or excuse me, the Heroes Act, because he knew that they would use that to prevent voter suppression. So if they both know what they're doing, which ultimately fails the American people, then how is this, in, how is this helping the democracy to grow? How is this keeping respect between um, the, the political parties and being able to actually get things done? What it does is it breeds more resentment, which makes us even that much, <laughs> um, it makes us that much more divided. The disunity is, it's apparent, it's clear. If you're willing to do anything to win, it means that this isn't a democracy. Because I remember words from growing up back in the day that were integrity, honesty, loyalty, um, being a patriot, uh, being a servant, words like volunteer, serving humanity. I don't see any of that. I hear it, but I don't see it demonstrated. And I want us to really think about when we vote, whoever it is you vote for, because I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. If I do that, then I am just like Russia. I'm manipulating the system because I don't believe you're smart enough to know what America needs, what America needs to move forward for the, 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 the betterment of all of us.
I think that I need to put a tilt on it. I need to convince you of this or that. I don't think people are smart enough. I don't think the analysts are smart enough. I think the analysts are so far removed as to what the American people need today that they clearly missed it with Hillary Clinton. And they're still missing it because the Dems can't win an election. They can if it's just on COVID, but that's fear. So you're having people win based on fear instead of saying, economically, we can do this too. And here's how. It doesn't mean you disregard the fact that it was handled incorrectly by Donald Trump and this administration. It doesn't mean you disregard it. But it says we're not just going to hold it there. We're not going to have American people afraid. So vote for us because you're fearful. No, vote for us because we can accomplish what we say we're going to accomplish. And it's not just um, narrowly focused on COVID. We have a plan. It's this, this, this. But if you don't have that, people will vote for Donald Trump. Because we know that integrity is not a huge issue. We know that there's obstruction. We know that he hasn't shown his taxes. We know who he is. We've seen it. But I think the desperation could be something that scares the hell into people. It scares the way they vote because they said, guess what? We had no relief. If you cared about us, you, at the very least, we would have had relief. The Dems and the Republicans would have came together and they would have provided relief to Americans and stopped playing political football. But they didn't. And so they might vote out of fear because they're afraid that they're not going to have their homes in three months. They're afraid that they're going to lose. Um, they'll never, ever have that job back. And they don't have the skills to get a new job. That the 217,000 people that already died is going to be their portion, too. Because if they can't contain, if they can't provide, if they can't maintain for their families, they might as well be dead, too. And this is what I'm saying about America. We don't want to have these discussions because it says you might vote for the Republicans or you might vote Democratic. Does it matter if you tell people to vote to preserve the democracy? You don't tell them who to vote for. You present hashtag facts and let the American people vote with their conscience or lack thereof. Or vote without the media trying to tilt shit as if they're so clever. They're not. The American people see how this was handled. We don't need you to spin it for us. You're not that smart. You didn't do right by Hillary Clinton, and you're still not doing right because you haven't had your feet on the ground. You don't know what communities are, st are struggling with because you have insurance. Even if the government is on lockdown, you still get paid. That is not the norm for the American people. I don't, this isn't about the media who still have their jobs and they're getting paid well. This isn't about elected officials. They're still getting paid well. This is about people who have no home. They're about to be homeless. This is not a fair system. This is a system that clearly is, um, is, is, is slanted. There's not fair and, and equal opportunity for most people. And we're seeing strife and we're seeing bitterness and we're seeing resentment. And though it may have started out with let's help one another, it's now, well, if you get a job and I can't get a job, we're already divided. And that, because of not offering any relief, has put us where we are today. I'm just hoping that we do not influence. We are not Russia. We are not China in the regards to trying to literally persuade people to vote and to do it through manipulation. That is not what America is. And if we continue to do that, we will have a further divide and gridlock will be our portion because if you're willing to win at all costs, our democracy loses. Today, do what's right, not because you think a party can save you. A party can't save you. It hasn't saved you thus far. But you being engaged and learning, you being engaged and doing your research and your homework about who the better party is, not just with mere rhetoric, because we've seen how that has served no one, but people who are willing to come to the table and Congress who's willing to pass 
laws and uphold them. Because again, American people had no Heroes Act which helped them. So that means it is a government failure once again. We are looking for change. We would love to see America great for everyone. Not make America great, make America great for everyone for once. And not build back better for Dems. Build back better because the system now doesn't work. So when you vote, vote educated. Don't vote just for a party. Vote because it's going to collectively be good for all. And then vote and be willing to have conversations. Because if you don't want to have conversations and you just want to vote on party, we don't have to fight for a democracy. It's already gone. If you feel that this message or just even this little basic conversation, <laughs> me sharing with you on today brought some insight, please share it. This isn't about making money. This isn't, it's really about informing Americans and really trying to break off a slave mentality that has people gripped and not being able to have a decent conversation and not being able to be open-minded because that is what literally keeps our democracy alive. I'm asking you to share it. I'm asking you to think about what was said and I'm asking you to do the homework. Don't take my word for it, do the homework. When you're voting, know who the district attorneys are. When you're voting, find out who the sheriffs are. Find out what their beliefs are. Find out what it means. Don't just go in there and vote. Oh, it says de Democrat. Okay, here's the bubble. Oh, it says Republican. Are you kidding me? That's why America hasn't progressed. That's why the countries have the airports that are amazing. And, and, and they're growing and they have education for all of their people. So their people are educated collectively, which means they can do amazing things. So again, if you found this even helpful, if you found this insightful, please share it. Tune in. And if you um, felt led to give a donation, do that as well, please. Like I said, a, a part of the proceeds will definitely going to um, hunger and um, definitely um, also helping with education and giving a scholarship. So that's what I definitely want to do. And I just want to say I love America. I love America as a whole, even if I don't agree with you. That's what's amazing about our democracy. I hope you remember this. I hope we don't act like Russia. I hope we don't act like China. That's what's amazing about us. Loving each other enough to say, I don't have to agree with you, but you're an American. I respect you. I respect the fact that we don't have to agree, but I don't have to pimp you. I don't have to manipulate you because that's what literally builds trust, which builds bridges and means that we can have open discussions and gridlock ha can happen less and less and less. God bless America. God bless us because we need it.